Welcome to the Hotter Than Health podcast. My name is Eliza Gelman, and in this podcast, I will be bringing resources and stories for those looking to expand and elevate their lives, bringing you provocative interviews and conversations with leaders and innovators within the wellness, health, business, and self-improvement space every week. You will leave every single episode with tools, resources, and tips that you can implement directly into your life. Who doesn't love a good takeaway? Hello, hello. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health. I am your host, Eliza Gelman. I am a nutritionist, a personal trainer, as well as a podcaster focusing on digestion, energy optimization, weight loss, as well as just overall longevity. And In most of these episodes, we either have interviews, we have conversations, we have stories of people who have overcome, who have succeeded, who have failed, who have whatever you can think of, we cover in this podcast. I think we truly, we run the gamut and we have so much variety happening in the episodes recently, but I wanted to get, I wanted to get on here and do a solo episode for a few reasons. One, I enjoy doing them. Two, I get a lot of requests to do just Q and A's. I think that some of the original listeners from years ago just enjoy doing a simple Q and A. They like the analogies. We like to be able to just kind of connect on a one-on-one. These are the kind of podcast episodes that I picture listening, like people are going for a walk or people are just kind of like cooking dinner or whatever. I think that this is just a lighthearted episode where people can get the information that they want. And I feel like whenever I get questions, it's, it's always something that people ask often. So I think it's healthy to do these things once in a while. Quick recap. So before we get into the Q&A today, I just wanted to, I wanted to put this out there. So um, a friend of mine, Helen Hall, a lot of you probably follow her if you don't. She is the founder of um, Blunderbombs and a number of other companies. And she, I really just appreciate her feedback as well as her, um, I like to learn like through through listening and through video and through reading, that type of thing not as much. um. Anyways, so basically she recommended a book and it was called Big Magic. And I still have like 30 pages left to go. Don't, it's an easy read, but I'm a slow fucking reader. And so she recommended this book called Big Magic. I'll link it in the show notes. And one thing about this book that I really appreciate, and I think the biggest takeaway that I have had is I forget that doing a podcast and if you don't know this already, like it's been almost four years that I've had the podcast and it's been consistent. It's been growing. I'm so fucking obsessed with it. It's incredible. It's just like my life passion. And for a number of reasons, that's in different episodes. But I was reading this book and I started realizing that I have been putting so much pressure on the podcast to perform in a certain way, to be at a certain number, to do all of these things. And it kind of made me not resentful to it, but it made me get less creative. And it almost made me put myself inside of this box that prohibited me from, you know, having the lighthearted entertaining and valuable conversations and interviews that I wanted to have and that I used to have. And I feel like the last couple interviews that I've done, and this is just me being candid, like maybe people don't recognize this, but I definitely do. This is just me being very human with you guys. I almost didn't even post the last two episodes because although there was so much valuable information and I genuinely enjoyed 
these interviews and these times, I felt like my interviewing skills were off. I feel like I was putting too much pressure on it and it's just, it didn't feel like me. And, um, I feel like I'm more creative than that. And I don't need to put so much pressure on something to like be my livelihood. If this isn't making like X thousands of dollars every single month and it's a failure. And, and I just need to get back to the place where the podcast is my creatives area, my exciting area. It's, it's selfishly a place where I can, I can have people on and ask the questions that I want to know because I know they're the questions that you want to know. I like to pretend like I'm a listener as well. Like, what would you guys want to hear? What do I want to hear? And I overall just wanted to put it out there that moving forward, like from this episode on, and obviously it had been like this, it just hadn't been like this for the past couple of months, but moving forward, I just want this to be my place of this is what I want to do like forever. So I don't want to just burn out by trying to fit inside this mold of what other podcasters might be doing that works and what works for them just might not work for me. And I've always known that. That's why I've gotten so into podcasting and that's why I've been so successful working with myself. Um, And I just think that I'm I'm a different kind of being and a different kind of person and I process things differently. I, I think differently. I learn differently. I, I teach differently and that's great. And I think that that's, that's my superpower. Um, and moving forward, I just want you guys to know that like, this is my happy place. I'm going to put less pressure on this and hopefully y'all will notice through just the levity in the podcast episodes. So with all of that being said, we're going to get into some fun questions today. Hopefully you are subscribed to the podcast so that you never miss these episodes. Um, I will say, and I've said this before, seeing the reviews like come in on iTunes, they mean the world and it is the best way to promote the podcast. So if you want it to show up higher in organic search in iTunes or Apple Podcasts, the little purple app on your phone, make sure you leave a review. Um, you can go to the bottom and scroll all the way down, blah, blah, blah. Um, leave a five-star review that would be ideal. Five stars, please and thank you. And if you wanted to show up higher on Spotify, click follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. But I wanted to um, I wanted to read a review that came through and it really made me happy. So we're just going to fucking read it. So this one is from Bite Sized Fan. It says, Eliza's podcast is a must listen. It's a fantastic resource for all things health, wellness, and fitness related. She brings on incredible guests and has authentic, meaningful conversations that leave the audience with a lot of educational tips, tricks, advice, and more. Highly recommend five stars. Thank you, Bite Sized Fan. That means the world. So if you guys want to be posted as a review of the week, or if you guys just want to write a review, it means the world. So we're going to get into today's questions. I really like these. Oh, I should also mention. So if you guys have been watching, oh, y'all, I feel like such a dingus. So last night I was delusional. I was so tired. When I get tired or not just like at the end of the day tired, but if I go multiple days of being around a lot of people or exerting a certain amount of energy or not getting good sleep, I'm telling you, it manifests in my just mental clarity, so much brain fog. It goes into my food cravings. If I don't get good sleep, then I'm craving like shit, starchy, carby food the next day just to keep my energy up or it manifests in my skin. I am not kidding you. And I said this in a couple solo episodes ago, my skin has been 
flawless, phenomenal. And that's like, for me, I'm not comparing it to like Jordan Harper or some like Nina Agdahl supermodel. I'm just saying for me, it's been great. Haven't been breaking out, whatever. But when I don't get good sleep or when I eat like shit, or if I just have too much, if I'm expending too much energy on other people, I, I'm breaking out. And that means like one zit and don't, don't give me shit and be like, Oh my God, one zit. That's not breaking out. I used to have like massive monstrous cystic acne all over my chin, all the way up to my cheeks. If you know me and you knew me like even two years ago, it was out of this world. It was like painful cystic. I would put on, I would like cake on makeup and that would make the acne worse. And I couldn't figure out skincare. And I was like going off and on all these different types of IUDs. And then finally I figured out my workout routine. I figured out kind of my hormones and I figured out my, some things with nutrition. And I'm telling you, I don't break out anymore. And right now I am and it's manifesting. Okay. Getting back to the original point. So last night I was sitting with my boyfriend and the dog and we were we had just cooked dinner and we don't have a living room table or a dining room table. So we kind of like bring out placemats and we sit in front of the movies or we sit on the couch. We enjoy our meal. We catch up and then we'll usually end the night with like Netflix or I'll read or whatever. And last night we started watching White Lotus. It's a very popular show on, is it either? I think it's HBO. Yeah, it's HBO. And of course, like show it, even just the introduction of the show, you can tell it's going to be good. You can always tell if a show is going to be good based on the introduction of the show. If it's boring and it's like CSI and it's just like glancing at people's faces. But I will tell you, if you used to watch True Blood, if you watched American Horror Stories, or if you watched like anything that has the kind of like patchworky, weird scene, you kind of almost irrelevant types of flashes of scenery and props and stuff and weird music that you're like, this doesn't seem like the show I'm about to watch. That's how you know it's a good show when it's completely obscure, a little avant-garde, whatever. So we're watching White Lotus and I, I, it's our first episode. We're just diving in. We're like, okay, this sounds great. So I click play and obviously the beginning of the show starts. The intro looks awesome already. I can tell I'm like, I'm going to fucking love the show. And so we start watching it and we get all the way through the episode and we're like this is really weird we thought it just like started off by kind of throwing us in to the middle of the storyline and then you know it like catches up and it you know it ties a lot of loose ends together and it starts to like piece together who the characters are and how they know each other and why this situation occurred and we were like this isn't happening like I don't even know these people's names how are we at the end of the episode and we don't know shit about these people I'm such an idiot so I played it from the last episode of the season. <laughs> I'm literally, we started with the last episode. I'm cheesed off fully. So we will be starting that again at some point when we have a free night, whatever. So that is, that's not like the pinnacle of this. So as you all know, this podcast basically started off as a conversation of me being just really comfortable talking about poop, why it's so important, how it detoxifies us. Like we call it a morning conference call. That's what we call poop on the podcast. Like have a great morning conference call, whatever. Like, oh, I have to excuse myself. Got to go take my morning conference call. It's just very important. It's just the way it is. And at the end of this episode, sorry, spoiler alert. This doesn't like ruin the storyline. It's just a small portion of the story. So in the end of the show, this guy shits in someone's suitcase and I'm it, it it shows the actual poo and it shows it like coming out of his butt and it I know that sounds cr- 
like something that you couldn't even show on TV. It's way too graphic, but I'm sure they, I'm sure it's cinematography or I'm sure they used props or like not real poop. It doesn't matter. Very realistic looking turds. So this guy shits inside this other guy's suitcase. We were cracking up. I thought it was so funny. Like this guy said, fuck you so hard that he just took a dump inside his clean packed, beautifully folded laundered, laundered suitcase. And so we're cracking up and we're like, God, can you imagine? (laughs) And so we go to bed. All is good. I just came home from work and now I'm recording this podcast. So self-indulgent talking to myself. I'm the funniest person I know. And I walked in to the house and our dog is old. He's 13. His name is Jack. He's a Basset Hound lab mix. And so he's like low to the ground. So sweet. Amazing. Love you so much. He is deaf and can't hear me. But I walked in. And it had stormed this morning and he gets a little weird at storms. He gets a little freaked out. Plus he's kind of deaf. So if he sees lightning, he's like, ah, flash mob. So he, I guess, got so nervous that he just truly dropped trow and laid it out on his dog bed, his own dog bed. And dogs don't do that. Dogs don't typically poop where they sleep. So that's how I knew he was like in a panic and stress. And I do feel really terrible. Love you so much, buddy. He laid out a turd in the middle of the room on his dog bed and then was sleeping in like the pantry laundry room area, which he never does. He never does this. So first of all, I walk in, I'm so pissed and I'm like, you're kidding. We find, we watched the show last night, less than 12 hours ago of this guy shitting basically on the floor of this dude's apartment. And then my dog reenacts the exact same scene all for me to pick it up he's like oh yeah she doesn't mind talking about poop yeah jack i don't mind talking about poop it doesn't mean that i want to touch it and it doesn't mean i want to be around it so of course i like had to go pick it up i mean with paper towels and then like flush it in my boyfriend's toilet it was just way too much for me to experience after waking up at 5 a.m it's like only 10 a.m The day is not even a quarter of the way through and I really am already picking up shit and turds from others. So anyways, if anybody would like to feel bad for me today, that's why. Just kidding. I feel blessed and I know that I have so much to be grateful for. God, the world is so fucked up right now. Can we address that? I know it might seem like I'm taking it lightly. I'm not, but I genuinely just believe that the world is so fucked up. And I would also like to say that... Just by listening to this one podcast about a woman who was being interviewed who was born in North Korea, talking about how how oppressed she was throughout her life, and then all that's happening in the world as of just basically today, it is the 18th of August, but I feel so grateful. And I f- genuinely, it has brought me down to such a level that I I'm so observant and I'm so trying to get out of my own head and be less self-indulgent and be just understand like how even if our country has things that are fucked up and we disagree with certain things, we have so much to be grateful for. We wake up and we know there's food. We wake up and there's a roof over our head in most circumstances. And just the fact that we have the capability to I was even thinking about it the other day. I was complaining about the podcast and I was like, it's not where you want it to be. Like, shut the fuck up, Liza. You have a paddleboard. And anyway, what I'm saying is that I realized even my hobbies are privileged. Like 
my hobby and my life project, my passion is a podcast, which requires like so much expensive equipment, travel, all this stuff. And then it also paddleboarding, paddleboarding and podcasting. Like who the fuck do I think I am? I am, this is the most privileged white person thing that I've ever said in my life. And I, I almost regret even bringing this up because it's like, I can't believe I was complaining about something when I have so much to be grateful for and so much privilege and so much, um, like so much support around me. So, okay. What was this podcast about? I'm supposed to be asking questions about answering questions about health. Got it. Got it. Got it. Let's just, now that I'm done speedballing and just ripping through every thought that I have in my head, um, now is a perfect time to talk to you about today's show sponsor right? So if you follow me on Instagram at Eliza G underscore wellness, shameless plug, you will notice that I have only been using one type of supplement company, one type of product recently. And I've been using one in the morning and then I've been using one throughout the day, right? So we all know that I'm also a personal trainer. I like to work out. So a protein powder, especially being a plant, living a plant dominant lifestyle, a protein powder that is plant-based, organic, doesn't have any added bullshit in it, and which is glyphosate free is so important to me. So I have been using Organifi. So Organifi is my absolute favorite new supplement company, right? They're a sponsor of the show. Make sure you check it out in the show notes for a 20% off of any product discount using the code HTH. But one thing that I really did want to just make sure I went over in this ad, I hate saying ad, fuck me. I just love these people. And I would say this anyways, and it's the only one I use, is that you get so much protein for how much you spend. And it's high quality. And I'm going to have the, hopefully have the founder or the CEO um, or the, one of the directors of their products on the podcast soon to go over questions that I have. But just the fact that this company doesn't have glyphosate and it actually tests for that and and pays money for the labeling for this. I know that labeling isn't everything, but just the fact that they have gone through an extra level of verification to make sure that there are less carcinogens and less opportunities in their farming, in their production for people to be having these chemicals in their protein. So if you're using a certain type of protein powder, either if it's not, if it's not plant-based or if it's just not, it, maybe if you're maybe if you're just running out, right? It's time to switch. So we're switching to Organifi. Make sure you get the vanilla protein. I used it this morning. It is so good. It breaks up so perfectly. Make sure you check out the link in the show notes. Hotter than health podcast link. Use the code hth.com. It's Organifi.com. Use the code hth at checkout, or just click on the link in my Instagram or in the bio or in the show notes. So I've been using the green juice powder almost every single morning. So as my boyfriend, I travel with it. I'm obsessed with it. And then I've also been using their probiotics and their protein powder, mostly the protein powder and the green juice, but everything else is amazing as well. So that is your new product. That is my recommendation. Highly recommend. Oh my God. I love it so much. Make sure you get 20% off using the code HTH at checkout. That's Organifi.com. All right. Getting into the questions for today. We had a few that I really am appreciative of. So Madison X or XO underscore Madison with an E. Interesting name. Thanks for the follow, girl. She asked, oh my God, this is so funny that she just asked this. Um, hello plug. Plant-based protein shakes, yay or nay? I say yay 
if, of course, you want to try and get your protein from food first. However, you guys know how I feel about chicken or land animals or like non-wild seafood. I just think that there is so much added hormone in animal products and added antibiotics. And I think that unless you're really finding your animal products that are like if you're doing beef and it's not grass fed, grass finished. So maybe at your local farmer's market or um, maybe local eggs, things like that. I do think that a good protein powder would be a good supplement. So a couple times a week, a few times a week, even that's what I do, especially if you're lifting weights. If you are one of those people that is really snacky and you find yourself hungry throughout the day, but you feel like you're having balanced meals, maybe adding a protein shake or just even like some protein mixed with water. That's what I do. I would recommend doing that a couple times per week just to make sure you're kind of turning off those hunger hormones. So protein and a healthy fat will be the best bet for you to stabilize your blood sugar and not be so crashy and cravy. So if you're leaning more towards like fruit while you are snacking, then maybe pair it with a little bit of protein. So it's not just that carbohydrate that might spike your blood sugar a little bit and make you crave more. Um, So that's definitely what I would say is if you want a high quality plant-based protein powder, make sure it's organic, make sure that it doesn't have any extra chemicals, make sure that it's third-party tested for heavy metals, all of these different things that people don't think about with their protein. That's that's genuinely why I use Organifi. I made sure I tested them out for two months before I even talked about them on the podcast. So that was not a shameless plug. That was really just like, I. that's what I use and I believe in it and I really enjoy it. So that's what I would do a couple times per week. It's good for snacking and good for a meal replacement. Clearly you want to have whole foods. So if you want like plant protein, then of course a good protein powder if you're on the go, or you could do even quinoa. You could of course do beans, but there are still carbohydrates in there. If you do fish, you could do some wild shrimp. You could do organic non-GMO tofu, tempeh, all that good stuff. So that's what I would recommend. Yay. Next question. So next question is, where do you start when you want to change your diet? So fairly general question from Frankie Barron. Thanks, girl. So where do you start when you want to change your diet? I think that when we're thinking about this, it's good to first self-reflect and say, okay, well, I clearly want to make some healthier food decisions. And I clearly want to make sure that I'm nourishing my body and I want to do this long term. I don't think that they're really that I've heard of or that I've spoken to any of my clients. I don't think that there are many people who have said, oh, I love being on diets or yeah, diets just really work for me. You don't often hear that. So let's first think, okay, have you put yourself in a box before with eating? Have you considered yourself kind of a cereal dieter? dieter? Have you tried keto? Have you tried gluten-free? Have you tried not eating past 7 p.m.? Like all of these different things, do you find yourself putting yourself in these boxes and creating rules for yourself in order to find some sense of control with food? I think that's a really important question to ask. Um, That is one reason why I feel like I do a pretty good job of working with clients because we don't really do diets. It's more of a flexibility thing and more of a figuring out how to create balanced meals and how to integrate. So if you're in a healthy headspace, then I would say the first thing I would do is just figure out where you can add in. So a lot of the times if we find ourselves 
reaching for unhealthy foods, unhealthy carbohydrates and sugars and that type of thing, like pizza and cheese, when we're reaching towards those types of foods often, it normally means that we are nutrient deficient in one area. So we're trying to just grab at anything that we think will fill it in, right? So just for a small example, like you're craving a bunch of chocolate, maybe you're magnesium deficient, or this is just a very brief example. But so you might be reaching for like a Hershey's bar when really you could either be taking a magnesium supplement to fill it in, or you could just be eating more magnesium rich foods. You can start filling in more dark leafy greens as well as um, like pumpkin seeds, as well as flax seeds and different foods that carry more of a wide nutrient density profile. So figure out where you can add things in. So if you typically do like if you're typically intermittent fasting, but you find that you're crashing and craving and really, really hungry at the end of the day and you're like overeating a ton at night, that's okay to do once in a while. But if you find that that's a trend, then maybe intermittent fasting is not the best for you. It is not for everybody and it's definitely not for every stage of your um, your menstrual cycle. I think that guys typically do better with intermittent fasting unless you have like crazy blood sugar issues, then sometimes it's sometimes it's not bad. Maybe you go hypoglycemic. That's not great to do. So um, that's what I would say if you're normally like a smoothie person in the morning, take a look at your smoothie. See if you can add in some greens. If you're normally an egg person, see if you can add in some veggies to your eggs, your greens. Add in fiber where you can. Fiber is going to help keep us full. It's going to help stabilize blood sugar levels, which helps us not, which help us not be super hungry and cravey throughout the day. And fiber is also going to help us um, detoxify and eliminate. Basically, fiber is only found in plant foods. So you're not going to find it in cheese, eggs, dairy, beef, chicken, steak, that type of thing. You're going to want to find it in things like whole grains, um, nuts, seeds, beans, greens, fruits, veggies, that type of um, stuff. Also, Here's, here's what I would think about too. So of course we want to add in, add in when you can, but also take a look at some of the things that you may think are healthy that could actually be self-sabotaging you. So what I mean by that is there are a few health foods, quote unquote health foods that people put into this health category that I just feel like aren't getting the information that they really, like they're just being marketed in such a way that it's just the labeling that makes it feel healthy. And we all know that the FDA can even flex their numbers on labeling up to 20%. So like things can change, right? We think that so-and-so has a healthy amount of protein, but really it's not that much, right? So what I mean by that is there are a few culprits that come to mind. So things like Greek yogurt, a lot of people are like, yeah, I eat super healthy. I like do Greek yogurt every single day. So still, that does have dairy and it might be a little easier to digest for some people. And again, this is just my stance. I think that like living plant dominant is such a, such a more natural, sustainable way to go because then in your 20% of your time, you know, you're being flexible. You're having your alcoholic drinks, you're having gluten, you're having dairy, whatever, whatever your 20% is. And then 80% of the time you're having more robust plant dominant foods. So with the Greek yogurt, there are so many misconceptions about it being a health food because it's like packed with protein and it's got good calcium. 
when at the end of the day, it still has animal products in it. And typically the dairy industry, they're not one ethically, they're not treating their animals with much respect. Like they're killing animals immediately. These cows are made to be pregnant like throughout their whole life, like eight or nine different times, consistently artificially inseminated. Um, and typically all of these animals in factory farming have like open wounds all over the place. So we're contaminating a lot of these foods with bacterias and pus and antibiotics and just septic things like that. So ethically and just, I think it's fucking gross, but I don't want to be eating something that's super congestive, even if the labeling says it's healthy. So dairy can be a very congestive food. So for skin, for digestion, I see that it's definitely not, I don't think that it serves a lot of a purpose. People may think that the protein and the calcium is, um, it looks good, but it might just look good on labeling. Typically dairy is so acidic that it sometimes counteracts the efficiency and the benefits of the calcium and things that you're getting in it. So what I would say is there's always ways to get your favorite foods. I know Kite Hill has a really good brand of Greek yogurt. Um, It's non-dairy and they use almond milk and it's, it's like the same type of processing, but with less ethical issues and less congestion for your insides. So Greek yogurt is one. Things like nuts and seeds and nut butters. Typically people are like, yeah, I have some like Uh, a bunch of almonds and some fruit, but we also know that like a handful of almonds might end up being like 400 calories, which is fine. I'm not into counting calories. Almonds are not a bad food for you. They are just a very nutrient dense, calorically dense food. So by having things like nut butter, if you have just a tablespoon of nut butter, which is like a spoonful of nut butter, that's, that ends up being anywhere from like two handfuls of peanuts or almond butter or almonds. And we all know that that's just a very dense snack. Totally okay to have. It's not like it's going to have a ton of um, a ton of backlash other than just the caloric density. But we also want to make sure that if you are doing things like nut butter, that you're taking a look that it's not just a processed like GIF type. So I know at Whole Foods, you can go actually grind your own nuts and make your own nut butter or just look at the back of the labeling and make sure that it is a no added palm oil, no added sugar, no added syrup, color, Usually oil is the number one. So if you just grind up nuts, then that is how you do it. I have not done it on my own. I don't really feel like it. I'm not like a huge nut butter person. So that's what I would say. But yeah, add in as many nutrient dense foods as you can, starting with greens, starting with, um, you can even replace your pastas that you typically get with a chickpea pasta or a lentil pasta. Do a little bit of that. Add in pasta, add in veggies to your pastas, add it into your, if you're still doing meat, you could, if you're doing like a taco night, add in some peppers, some onions, some quinoa so that it's got a little bit more fiber in there. I think that people sleep on quinoa. It was like a superfood for a while and now it's kind of not anymore. And I think that we should just bring it back. But, um, those are just a few things that I would, I would definitely start to think about. Um, next question and final question is I eat perfectly throughout the day. Then at night I go crazy with huge meals. So kind of touching back on what we spoke about earlier is finding balance in our meals. Typically we think that we, are these incredible people that can hold out on anything that we want. But when it comes to food, when we're hungry, that's all we think about. It's all you're going to think about. So 
by balancing your meals throughout the day. So say you're one of those people that intermittent fasts or like, yeah, I just had a cup of coffee and like some fruit. And that may work for you if you're not like binging and overeating at night. But if you find that you are one of those people, then it might be beneficial to have like a larger big smoothie in the morning or like some avocado toast with nutritional yeast or an egg if you're doing that and make sure that you're having a little bit of um, like protein, a little bit of fat maybe during your meals. So adding some avocado here and there, adding a little bit of protein. So if you don't want to do an animal protein during your lunch, if you just want to do a big salad with quinoa, of course you're already getting that protein, but if you want a little bit more, you want to stay a little fuller um, and you don't want to just be snacky throughout the day, then I would definitely say adding in a protein powder shake a couple times a week would not be bad Uh, making sure it's a high quality of course but those are that's what I would say as far as having a big um, overeating at night also a huge culprit is mindless eating and that means things like eating in front of the tv eating in front of your phone that type of situation like we're eating and we don't even know we're eating so in that case have a balanced meal for dinner, make sure you're eating enough throughout the day. So balanced meals and um, make sure you're staying super, super hydrated. Sometimes our body doesn't know the difference if we're super dehydrated and it gets hungry for no reason. But that's definitely what I would say as far as what I would do just in the mindfulness portion. Sometimes personally, if I know that I'm Like if I need to get to bed early and I know I want to have a few slices of dark chocolate, then I'll have like a slice or two of just the squares of dark chocolate, maybe an hour before bed because there is a little bit of caffeine and cacao. And so I just try and not have it super close to bed because I'm sensitive to that. But um, I do a shot of apple cider vinegar. I know that it makes some people want to gag and throw up, which is super sexy. But I think that... um, I think that doing, not I think, but doing a a little bit of apple cider vinegar, I do it like a shot. Like I do a sip of water, a sip of apple cider vinegar, and then I chug water afterwards because I just don't want that full taste in my mouth, but I kind of just suck it up, honestly. Oop, it's 11-11. Make a wish. Angel numbers. God, kill me. But whatever. Um, I still made a wish. What should I wish for? Okay. And, um where was I going? I was just thinking of angel numbers and all the things I was wishing for. Grateful. Um, Oh, so apple cider vinegar. I would say that as far as apple cider vinegar, if you don't like the taste, then make sure you keep it in the refrigerator. First of all, shake it up really well, keep it in the refrigerator and you can do it in a cup of water. You can make a cup of tea and put a little bit of apple cider vinegar in there. But to me, I just shoot it and kaboot it and call it a day. I cannot do it any other way. I just, um, I will, I'll barf. It's a no for me. So those are the questions for today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed them. I'm so excited. It is Wednesday. This is going to come out on Thursday. And then tomorrow I have an interview with a manifestation coach. We're going to be talking about career, finances, weight loss, kind of like self-limiting beliefs. So be on the lookout for that next week. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you rate us five stars on iTunes and follow us on Spotify and iTunes or Apple Podcast, wherever you're listening. It means the world. You guys are the best. Thank you for listening. And we will talk to you all next week.
My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas.